everyone. Today I will be reviewing episode five of Obi-Wan Kenobi. Let's just get right into it because I have a lot to say. This episode was awesome. My favorite of the season is still episode three, but this is a close second place. Um, there's a lot of great stuff in this episode. Starting with the direction, I don't have much to add that I haven't already said before. It's not perfect. I have some issues with the execution of a few small things. Again, I find that there's lots of little logic problems in this series. We'll talk about that at the end. But other than that, Deborah Chow is doing a great job. All my issues are just kind of minor nitpicks because everything else is just so well done. The cinematography was great. There were some really cool shots of like Vader standing on the bridge of his ship looking out into hyperspace, um, kind of paralleling Ahsoka in Clone Wars Season 7. I don't know if that was intentional or not, but either way, it's an awesome parallel. Or things like that one shot of Vader's reflection looking out at Jabim. Stuff like that is just really cool, um, kind of instantly iconic Vader shots. Another thing I wanted to mention that I don't think I've talked about with this series so far, or at least not since the first episode, is the CGI. I think it's really good for the most part. Sure, there's a good amount of shots that look a little bit video gamey. Um, you can definitely tell that this is a TV show, this is not a movie, uh, in terms of the visual effects. That said, there's nothing bad enough to take me out of the story, and that's the most important thing, so I'm happy with it. The one scene I did want to mention specifically, though, is the flashback. I can't actually tell if they did any sort of de-aging on Ewan and Hayden. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit of de-aging used, just as kind of touch-ups um, to fix some things, or maybe there wasn't any de-aging used at all. Either way, Ewan looked great. He looked exactly the same. Hayden did look noticeably older, but it wasn't enough to take me out of the story, so I'm fine with whatever they did or didn't do. I also wanted to mention the editing in this episode because I thought there were a lot of pretty smart choices that were made. First of all, they struck the perfect balance of characters for me. Everybody got the perfect amount of time, the perfect amount of development, but it still stayed focused on Obi-Wan. It's still an Obi-Wan show. I was engaged the entire time. The pacing was well done. Um, the main thing I want to mention, though, is this idea to kind of thread this Anakin Obi-Wan flashback throughout the entire episode. I thought that was a genius idea because it both provided for a strong narrative thrust and it also kind of encourages the viewer to kind of compare and contrast and juxtapose the flashback with the current day. It kind of forces the viewer to see Vader and Anakin as the same person, to see how he's changed, how his relationship with Obi-Wan has changed. And those parallels, I don't think they would be nearly as strong or they wouldn't be communicated nearly as well if the flashback was all in the beginning because the viewer wouldn't be forced to constantly be going back and forth and back and forth and comparing. So I think it's so much more impactful when the audience is going back and forth between past and present rather than just front-loading the flashback all in the beginning. Moving on, I also wanted to quickly mention the action. All of the shootout stuff on Jabim was solid, although I will say um, definitely with the scale of it, with the scope of it, it just felt very limited. It felt very TV. It didn't feel nearly as cinematic as the rest of the show has felt and as like Mandalorian has felt. Not a big deal, though. Still some good action in there. But that said, I wanted to focus on the two lightsaber duels mainly that we got because the show continues to excel at revealing character through action. All of the action in this show is not just there because Star Wars needs to have action in it. Instead, what I like is that each fight has a narrative purpose. 
It either reveals something about the characters involved or it serves an important function for the plot. Sometimes you get movies or shows where you watch them just to see cool action choreography. But generally, besides those types of movies, action without narrative purpose is just empty calories. It's pointless and can even get pretty boring for me. And that's why I appreciate how all the action scenes in this show are not just action for the sake of having action. There's a lot more behind them to analyze, to break down, to talk about. So I liked all that. I appreciated that they did that. First of all, let's talk about the flashback. We've mentioned it multiple times already. Anakin and Obi-Wan sparring uh, around the time period of Attack of the Clones, I think a little bit before Attack of the Clones. From a choreography standpoint, awesome. Really, really good choreography. Some of the best we've seen in a long time. I loved it. They had a lot of the very spinny prequel type moves that we saw, especially in Revenge of the Sith, as well as some of the exact same moves we saw Vader use against Obi-Wan in episode three of this show. Those parallels were awesome. From a character perspective, this is kind of the perfect summation of Anakin as a character and Anakin and Obi-Wan's relationship. We get kind of a good sense of their brotherhood, how close they are. Also, Anakin really felt like Clone Wars Anakin to me more than any time he has in the movies. Um, I think maybe some of Hayden's line delivery really felt Clone Wars-esque. And I just love seeing that connective tissue between live action and animated Anakin. That was great. Um, My favorite moment is when we get kind of the lesson, the point, the moral of the flashback. Um, the moment where we see that Anakin gets so blinded by his own arrogance, his own kind of need for victory, that he's unable to see the bigger picture. He gets this sort of tunnel vision um, where he's just hyper-focused on his one goal, the one thing he needs to do. And that's also something we're seeing in the present day with this show, with his desire for revenge against Obi-Wan. And I'm really hoping that that lesson, that revelation is something that plays out, that pays off, that comes back around in the inevitable duel next episode. The next big fight I wanted to mention was Reva versus Vader. There's less character stuff to break down here. This was just a scene I wanted to talk about because it appeals to me more as a fan, mainly just because we got to see more of the true power of Vader. Reva stood no chance the entire time. The way he absolutely crushes her without using his lightsaber once is just perfect. I love the moment when he throws the saber back to Reva. He slows down the spinning of her lightsaber. He takes it from her, snaps it in half, and then throws it back to her um, because he wants a good fight. Again, throughout this whole show, he's been searching for a challenge. And we see that again. He's still searching for that challenge. And Reva just can't provide that. Um, The choreography was fantastic. Reva's flipping. She's rolling. She's aggressive. She's going for it. She's using every trick up her sleeve. Vader just absolutely destroys her. He's barely moving. He's just pushing her away with the force. I just love that scene. It's one of my favorites in the entire show. It's one of my favorite duels we've gotten in Star Wars in a long time. One way in which I know that I really like the fight scene is if I'm thinking about it afterwards and I keep going back to YouTube to rewatch it and I want to rewatch the fight scene and rewatch it. And uh, that's happening for this one. And I think that is a clear sign that this was a great fight scene. The choreography was great. And I really loved it. Let's now move on from the action to the characters and the performances, starting with Hayden Christensen slash James Earl Jones as Anakin Vader. Both of them continually fantastic. Hayden just completely picked up where he left off in that flashback and nailed the role. I think he's proving that he's not a bad actor. 
It's just that George Lucas's dialogue that he was given in the prequels hampered his performance because he's really good in this show. He brought everything that makes Anakin Anakin. The charm, the overconfidence, the arrogance, the insecurity, the need for validation, the anger, the aggressiveness, the feeling that everybody is against him, that he's the victim. All of that was fantastic. And you see him kind of effortlessly slip back into this character, which is just so cool. Um, it's kind of a Star Wars fan's dream seeing him back in the role and it's just awesome and he's delivering. I love how we see uh, Vader kind of reflecting on the lessons Obi-Wan taught him. Um, we see more of Vader unleashed this episode. Awesome. It continues to be absolutely amazing. Pulling down the Star Cruiser and then even more so like just ripping it to shreds. Just amazing. Annihilating Reva and their duel. I love seeing Vader at full power, and I'm so excited to see where his story goes in the finale. Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan continues to be great. I love how he's continually becoming more and more like his old self over the course of the series. We've seen that with his fighting skills. We've seen him regaining his fighting skills, especially in last episode. But in this episode, what we see especially is him regaining his skills as a leader and as a tactician, as General Kenobi. That's present in the moment when he gives a speech to the whole crowd of refugees. Um, so I really love that. I also loved his reaction when Tala dies because I think Tala is really important to him. Some people I saw were saying that it doesn't make sense for him to react so strongly to someone he just met a few days ago, but I disagree. I think Obi-Wan has been isolated alone in the desert for 10 years. I think Tala is one of the first genuine human connections besides Leia, that he's made in a really long time. And not only that, but this is also someone who has shown him that there are people out there resisting the Empire. This is someone who has shown him that there is hope in the galaxy. This is someone who's been helping to restore his faith that there is hope out there. So of course he was going to react strongly when she dies. And I thought Ewan McGregor played that very well. So I loved Obi-Wan in this episode. I'm so excited for next episode to see how he interacts with Vader. Um, I'm excited for the duel, the choreography, the action, but also the conversations. I want talking. I want dialogue. I want to hear them talking a lot. And I just think there's so much potential there. And I hope they take advantage of it. Talking about Indira Varma as Tala, she has been phenomenal in every episode. And this one is no different. I loved, loved hearing about her backstory. Yeah, once she starts talking about her backstory, it's a little bit obvious that oh, okay, we're hearing about her past because they're setting her up to die. But I just loved it. I just find her backstory so fascinating how she kind of was complacent or she witnessed the evil of the Empire firsthand and she couldn't do anything about it. So she decided to dedicate her life to trying to make up for it. I love that she has like the tally marks on her holster. That's just some great development, um, a great backstory for a character. She's such a complex, really interesting character, super compelling. I loved hearing about her motivation, why she's doing what she's doing, why she's helping the rebels. I just really love this character. And while I'm bummed out that she died and that we won't get to explore more about her, I also just loved her death scene. It was handled so well. It really felt very Rogue One to me. I love how Ned B comes over to shield her, how she uses a thermal detonator, how she says, may the force be with you. It was extremely impactful. The music in that scene was great. And Dira Varma just played that perfectly. She got like the ultimate hero's death. And I loved every second of it. Um, also, Ned B, awesome. I got my wish. I got to see him in action. He threw around some stormtroopers. He threw one onto the roof. 
all of that was great. I loved him protecting Tala. That was a really kind of touching moment um, and just a great send off for them both. And uh, those are two characters that I really loved. I think just standouts of this show. I love those two. Last but not least, I wanted to talk about Moses Ingram as Reva. This is by far her best episode. Um, I've been saying that she's better in the quiet moments and not as good when she's yelling. I still agree with that. I think with this episode, she does less yelling and more quiet moments. So I liked her performance a lot more. And I also found myself liking her line delivery a lot more. And also, I just love, love, love what they did with her character. Do I think it was a little bit obvious from the beginning, a little bit telegraphed, and they didn't have to hold out on it this long? It could have been something they revealed in the beginning, so we didn't have to wait so long for her character to become so compelling. Yeah, they probably could have revealed it earlier, but do I still just love it, and am I glad they revealed it, and that it's a part of her character? Yeah. I love that we get this scene where she's speaking to Obi-Wan. We finally learn her backstory. She was the youngling at the Jedi Temple. She saw Anakin. That's how she knows he's Vader. Answering that question, he tried to kill her, but she played dead and escaped. It looks like he stabbed her. I'm not sure if he actually stabbed her or not, um, but it doesn't really matter. The point is that she played dead. She escaped. And since then, she's been working to get closer to Vader, to kill him, to take her revenge. But not only does she hate Vader, she also hates Obi-Wan because she blames him for not stopping Anakin. She knows that Obi-Wan was Anakin's master, and she feels that not only is it his fault for not stopping Anakin, but he also abandoned her and all the younglings when he sent out the message for the Jedi to go into hiding and never return to the temple. So all of that is fantastic. I love how Reva is kind of the physical manifestation of all Obi-Wan's guilt. She blames him for everything he also blames himself for. So I really love this reveal. I love it as a backstory. It makes perfect sense. I love Reva's motivation. I'm just very satisfied with this reveal. It makes Reva a much more complex and interesting character. She has understandable motivations. You understand her point of view, why she's doing what she's doing. So all that was great. Moses Ingram was great. You can see the pain on her face as she remembers her past when speaking to Obi-Wan. Again, the editing, all the little flashes actually seeing her past was great when she's stabbed by Vader. And then when Vader stabs her at the end of the episode and the intercutting between Anakin stabbing her as a kid and then Vader stabbing her in the present, that was just chef's kiss. Perfect. Um, I'm so happy with how they handled Reva and I'm excited to see where she goes in the finale. Everybody else I didn't mention, Vivian Lyra Blair as Leia, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who I thought was kind of mediocre last episode, was much better this one. Kumail Nanjiani was fine. Um, they were all solid this episode. Rupert Friend, I was really glad to see him back. Uh, makes sense. They didn't break canon. I love how the Grand Inquisitor and Vader were just playing with Reva. They knew her trick. They knew her goal the entire time. Um, also, Rupert Friend, I just, every second I see him on screen, I like him more and more as this character. Just his line delivery, he's just having so much fun with it and just completely chewing it up. Last but not least, I've kind of already touched on every big scene. I wanted to talk about the story. I'm just going to run down the list of all those scenes I loved again because I just wanted to mention them again. Obviously, the flashback, nostalgic, awesome. The fight was great. Um, gives me hope for the choreography of the finale. I think it can be something really great and something really special. Hopefully it is. Tala revealing her backstory. Awesome. The assault on Jabim, the conversation between Reva and Obi-Wan. Phenomenal. Uh, Leia removing the restraining bolt from Lola. That whole thing was cute. Kind of funny. It all happened really quick. Tala's death was heartbreaking. Also just an awesome scene. 
Ned B protecting her was actually surprisingly touching. The grenade, all of that was great. And Dira Varma and the character of Tala um, were the surprise MVPs of the show for me. Uh, fantastic. The refugees narrowly escape. Um, their hyperdrive is broken. Vader destroys Reva, stabs her. Grand Inquisitor is back. They leave her to die. All of that was great. She finds a message from Bail Organa. She recognizes the name Owen from the first episode who she met. And we see young Luke at the Lars homestead. All of that was awesome. This episode had so much great stuff in it. The story was great, super compelling. My one issue, which I briefly mentioned in the beginning, which has been my criticism of previous episodes of pretty much all of them, besides maybe the first episode, is like these small logic issues that usually stem from either the script or more recently and more commonly the direction. Just the way that, I guess it's the shot choice or the way they're choosing to frame things. Like, why can't Vader also pull down the second ship? Sure, maybe he's tired, but that could have been shot in a way to better communicate that. Also, things like the cut from Obi-Wan telling Roken to tell Reva that he wants to talk to her. And then we cut to a trooper walks up to Reva and then delivers that message. It's just kind of a weird cut to me, and it looked weird, and it felt weird. I don't know. How did the trooper receive the message from the people inside the base? I'm sure there's an easy explanation, but the execution just felt off. And it's always been with this show, just a couple of things like that every single episode. And those are the only things that really hold the show back from being truly great logic issues and plot holes. But other than that, I really, really love this episode. So uh, let me know. What did you think of this episode? Did you like it as much as me? What's your favorite episode so far? Is it this one or is it episode three like mine is? Let me know in the comments, the email, the voicemail or the form, and all those links are in the description. And thank you so much for listening and have a good day.